Welcome to the Are You Screwed podcast. Hey, welcome to the latest episode of the Are You Screwed podcast, where the only real winners are the ones who got their money's worth at the Brewfest Saturday. I'm Mike with Max. Hello. And with Adam on another coast today. What's up, guys? Adam, uh, I think the cheesy podcast thing to do is tell us how the weather is. Well, first you need to, I guess, say where I am. You just gave the other coast. Yeah. Uh, well, well what? they don't even know what coast we're on. I mean, I guess they assume I, I think they know on we're on the East Coast. coast. Yeah. All right. How is it in L.A.? Uh, currently in LA right now, shockingly, it is cloudy and like 65 degrees. So I'm pretty sure I, I brought the terrible, crappy weather out here, which sucks because I'm in like downtown LA, which really isn't anything that special. So if you're going to be here, you might as well just really enjoy the weather. So I, I don't even get to do that right now. And that's Adam on the weather. We'll have Max after the break with sports. Uh, oh, Max, come on. We're, we're not, that wasn't we're, cheesy we're, enough. We're a, I thought we were, we're going a, there. We're a minute in and you're already here with the awful jokes. Like, we're one minute we in. We started with weather talk. It doesn't get worse. I, can I just leave? Like, That's I, fine. I think I should just leave. That's fine. Like, I, I should just, one minute in, I should just get out of here. Just go, uh, go leave and go join another Rucker Sports podcast. Um, so I've been thinking that, it, it kind of occurred to me this week that, you know, should we be trying to record earlier in the week? It's Thursday. The game happened a long time ago, but based on this team, like, do we really want, like, if, if your team's good and winning, you want to go get it, you know, you want to get in there and break down the game, but I kind of don't mind recording later in the week. You like forgetting everything that happened. Yeah, like what is there? We'll talk about the game a little bit, but we're also not the podcast where it's like we're going to sit here and break down the game. Like there are other places you can go for that. He'll do that a lot better. So I'm not like it doesn't. At first, I was thinking like, oh, we should record you know earlier in the week. We should get right on it. But we're the podcast that looks ahead, not behind. Yeah, I feel. we're the podcast that can't figure out everybody's schedule, <laughs> what and is our, that? Our, our our timings don't line up. But sure, we'll we'll go with that one where we just kind of want to forget and and have like that Men in Black thing where you know the flash goes in front of your eyes and you try and erase everything from the previous weekend that happened. So this weekend wasn't that bad. I mean, we got we got treated to a competitive game. They did have that brew fest before the game. I did didn't you guys go? go? I didn't go. No. Well, you had to. You you were doing something. Adam, did you go? Uh, I did not go. I. I like didn't go and actually get the beer. I I walked by really quickly to just kind of check it out because I got a friend who does like that block R party uh, and the Scarlet Walk stuff. So uh, it was like it, it was a cool setup, and there, it actually was fairly crowded. I think they had like nine hundred to a thousand like tickets sold, which pretty much I don't think they were expecting more than that. Um, and it was like typical like brew fest where you can go around and, and sample everything. But it's also like funny when you go there. I saw the picture of the cups that they give you and it's like those miniature cups and when you're getting a beer out of like a miniature cup that's out of like a makeshift keg type thing I, something like doesn't feel right about that so I, like if you're a Rutgers fan and you were going to that you probably wanted like an extra large beer to like treat yourself to going to Rutgers Indiana and having to be there at like 930 to go and do that right like if you're gonna charge $25 I think you should give people bigger cups right I would think so. 
I mean, I think part of it is they don't want people to get really drunk really quickly. But they're going to so do it's that. like a public safety you, type of thing. You've been to the tailgates. You know what, what it's like. They're getting drunk anyway. Like, what's the yeah, difference? Yeah, but I think liability is the difference. Lawyers and all that. If I go to Adam's tailgate, I'm not going to sue him later for over-serving. Because, you know, what am I going to sue him for? Rutgers, I, though. I guess that's fair. They did for serving uh, Bud Light. <laughs> that's yeah. right. You can only drink so much Bud Light before your own body rebels against you. I was going to say, the Brewfest couldn't have been that good because I think we had all three members of the uh, NJ.com and NJ Advanced Media podcast show up. But we crashed Politi and Sarge all stopped by to uh, to say hello. So Brewfest couldn't have been that good if, if Steve gave up on that pretty quickly and came on over to hang out at the Health Got Tailgate. Everything I know about Brewfest I got from reading Steve Politi's column on NJ.com. There was one thing in there that really bothered me. Um, so that people were, who got a ticket were promised Bavarian snacks. And I'm putting that in quotes. Okay. Uh, whatever that exactly is supposed to be. And people got instead a voucher for a pretzel <laughs> that I'm guessing was cold. And I know this because Rutgers basketball, men's basketball, a couple years ago. Adam, I don't know if you went to this game. They did a promotion. It was pork roll versus Taylor ham. Um, it was, do you call it pork roll? Do you have Taylor ham? Do you, you know, you get a shirt if it was, I think if you you uh, call it Taylor Ham, you get a black shirt. If you call it pork roll, you get a red shirt. It was a cool promotion, a very Jersey promotion. They were selling pork roll sandwiches there for $5, which is, you know, about the right price. They were cold. They couldn't even make the sandwiches hot. So it's like, if you're going to have these promotions that are a good idea, and it would like, it wouldn't even cost you that much money to get it right. That, that, that just really, that really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, if I'm if I'm promised snacks, I, I want good snacks. First of all, Bavarian snacks can be pretty good. Like a nice pretzel is solid. Uh, how about some uh, vice first? A little sausage there for uh, for everybody. A little sauerkraut. That's a Bavarian snack. You that's can what do, Google's yeah. telling me. Yeah, they can do better than just a pretzel. But you know, like that's well, why even go with the bait and switch? Like if you know you're gonna give crappy stadium pretzels, right. Why advertises Bavarian snacks? You're not even be, like if they were cheeky about it and they're like. Oh, we'll give you snacks. It's the pretzels we sell inside. Fine. But they're they're trying to make it on the up and up. That's not a place where you can just say, like, oh, they don't have the money to do it. That doesn't cost you money to, like, it doesn't really cost you much money to give people, I think, proper advertising. I think we could do an entire podcast about how the Rutgers concession food, whether it's at the Rack or Rutgers Stadium, sucks. And I don't get why. I think you can say that for pretty much, for for most stadiums, at least most, like, college stadiums. Have you been to other college? Like, I have. I had like, to travel and cover college and, basketball for a while. And they all have the same kind of... I mean, I don't know. Is it that hard to get whoever their... Aramark? Is that their vendor now? I can't keep track of which it's, one of these. It's not Aramark. I don't know. It's all the same. Whatever. Uh, like, just get something in there that's decent. Like, why is that so hard than, like, crappy fake Elio's pizza? You know, like cold hot dogs, or Bavarian snacks. Like, why is that so difficult to do? That, that's my only qualm. That's it. It's a Sodexo. It's Sode- a whatever. It's Sorry. Yeah. Sodexo era. Those are the only two we know. I, I'd be all in for, like, Brewfest with, like, a food truck mix. I think, like, that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, do that. Like, that could be your thing. Like, like you have a Brewfest. Just do it before every game. You have a Brewfest before every game. That's what you're known for. Totally agree. That, and, and like, you could have a whole food truck area. It's actually pretty, like, that. that's pretty simple to do i would think and the food truck people would love it you're guaranteed a lot more customers that way i mean the other thing is like Rutgers is a very diverse 
uh, student population, right? Like that's one of its best parts. It's just one of its calling cards. Embrace it. Have a bunch of different food trucks, a bunch of different foods represented, a bunch of different ethnicities represented before games, at the arena, at the stadium, and like use that to your advantage instead of selling the same crappy food that everyone else is. That's it. As you can tell, I care more about the food than the teams. Oh, yeah. I don't blame you on that. I think Adam probably agrees with that, too, at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, to a, certain, to a certain extent. I mean, listen, you, you guys all know. I mean, we go all out for the tailgates. That's our uh, win the tailgate. That's the motto every week uh, within my friend group. And uh, I think we do a pretty good job. So the Brewfest, they have... I like the idea. I like where it's going. I, it's it's not something to be put down on. It could be improved upon. Uh, but step your game up a little bit. I think that's all we're trying to say. Um, so I guess we should talk about the game a little bit. I, I think that's my cue to go. I, I think I, I guess we should talk about the game. It was more interesting the previous weeks, I guess. Um, it was competitive at the end. It kind of looked like it was going the, the way that the other games had gone, 24-7 at the half. Indiana's throwing the ball over the place. Um I don't know. I, I, I didn't think it was a great game. I thought it was a close game, but it, it was nice to see a competitive game for once. I guess I can say that. Yeah, I, I would kind of uh, agree with the same. Uh, I thought that once it got to 24-7, I thought, uh, all right, it, it, they're actually going to get blown out by Indiana. Uh, I think there, if you're an Indiana fan, there's some really serious question marks in terms of some coaching decisions in that game. Um, especially in the second half, I guess I was a little, I don't know, Max or Mike, did you guys feel that in the second half, Indiana went away from what was working in the first half or did Rutgers actually do a better job of adjusting? It was crazy for for five years now. Rutgers has been varying degrees of bad against the pass. And (laughs) since since 2013, like 2014 got a little bit better, but the last few years they've just been so vulnerable uh, you know, the 10-yard out, always open. 10-yard in, always open. Quick slant, always open. Bubble screen, always open. And the one thing that they have been able to do decently well the last few years is stop you when you run directly up the middle. They've been pretty good at that really through the entire Ash era. And for some reason, sometimes teams like Indiana blow them out in the first half through the air and then just go ultra-conservative and stop throwing the ball down the field. So I didn't, I didn't think Rutgers, the defense played better in the second half, but I, I couldn't believe that Indiana stopped throwing. I don't understand why teams ever stopped throwing against Rutgers. And because, because teams are so conservative when it comes to game script. They figure, okay, we're up two touchdowns. It's time to start running the ball and get away from why we're up two touchdowns. But it's, it's, Every team does it's, it pretty much. But it's safer against this Rutgers defense to just keep throwing the ball. You're, like, you throw the ball down the field three times. If you, if you throw that 10, 12-yard in Three times, you're going to complete it for a first down once. And probably, like, it's just always there. It's always Oh, open. yeah, it's like and in it's, Madden where you run the same play all the time and it keeps working. And it's safe. And for some reason, see, nope, we're going to run the ball. We're going to try to milk this 24-7 lead all the way out. It almost cost Indiana the game. Uh, I don't know why I'm, I, I don't know I'm getting so angry on behalf of Indiana fans, but uh, I did. But, uh, you know, it, Rutgers defense played better, but I do think that the them coming back in the second half was a lot due to Indiana, the coaching staff, just kind of losing their minds and not going with what was working in the first half. Max, what do you think of uh, the offense in the second half? I, I actually thought that, that that was by far Sikowski's best game. That's not that it's saying that much. Uh, but I thought you saw some flashes that he could lead a drive. And I actually really liked them in that that the fourth quarter, I thought there was actual pace to the offense. 
I, I guess I know the defense is really bad, so you don't want them on the field that much. Um, but I don't know if you could tailor the offense to how bad your defense is. I actually just really like the pace of it. I'd like to see that a little bit more, uh, a kind of a semi-quasi hurry-up. That looked like what he was most comfortable with. Oh, it wasn't only the best uh, we've seen Art Sitkowski. It's the best quarterback play Rutgers has had since Gary Nova, since 2015, like, or 2014. Um, no, 2015, 2015. It's the best quarterback play they've had since then. And he was making throws down the field, making good reads. Um, I thought the best drive he had actually ended in his worst throw of the day. He threw that interception in the end zone uh, on a third down. Um, it was a terrible throw, but he had a great drive. He led him all the way down. And I think that that is something to be encouraged by, um, that he looked like a quarterback. You know, he didn't, he didn't look incompetent. He made some bad throws. He's a freshman, but he made a lot of good throws. And, and you know, his final stats really weren't that great. Uh, what are the uh, 18 of 35 for 154 yards? Um, but compared to how he had been the, the weeks before that, like that was an, that was an incredible, incredible is a, a strong word. But for him and for the way he's played, that was an incredible performance, I thought. I'm pretty sure, by the way, I think we've said this now twice in a couple of podcasts because we keep getting it wrong. Uh, and my internet here keeps cropping out for whatever reason. But pretty sure Garano was last year was 2014. Can we do a quick Google check? Um, yeah, that? I'm going to look that up. I feel like we should know that. Like we, yeah, I feel that that's a bad job on us if we said it multiple times. Pretty sure 2014 it was, was his yeah, last. 2014 was his, his last year. Like Lavi, Laviano played played a lot in 2015. My, you know what? In my mind, I just completely forgot about the Chris Laviano era. That you see, it's it's we're all we're coming full circle. It's like earlier in the Men in Black thing. You have just tried to erase everything I, from your memory. Entire, so I you. Yeah, the, the last season with Flood, I have completely tried to block that out of my memory. But but yeah, I, I'm with Max. I, I again, offense overall was was impressive in some stints. Uh, they they ran the ball well at times. Uh, they I thought that they used the field well uh, for Sikowski. The arm looks good. All, all that stuff. So I guess th- those are the positives. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, they still lost to Indiana, a team that again moving forward you're oh, going to get stink. any better. Yeah, and that was the other thing too. I mean, Max and I were kind of texting on the side about that. Mike, you jumped in, kind of following along. Like early you on, you guys got like, real heated on that text chain, by the way. And we'll Saturday, whoa second. boy! I think we'll like one of you second. accused the other of just like flagrant, like out and out horrible logic. It was that was the worst I've ever seen you guys get into. <laughs> like you know, usually there's like different combinations of people that get into arguments on our text chain. In so, it's usually in some form or another one of us against Danny. Um, but you two, woo. Yeah, fine. We could, we could, we, since Mike did not want to take the cue and, and as I was trying to make my point and go to the next thing, we'll, we'll go to it. Post game, I, I was basically kind of going with the idea that late in that game, to me, if you're Rutgers, it's all about putting yourself in the position to possibly win that game at the end. And we can go into kind of how bad the Indiana decision, coaching decisions were, not kicking the field goal at 24 14, all that. The gifts that Rutgers were kind of handed at the end of that game, uh, I wanted Rutgers to go and after 24-17, and, and um, by the way, they've got a kicker, boys. Like, oh, yeah. That's all awesome <laughs> oh, in itself. Davidowitz. Um, always fun when you got like a good kicker. 24-17, after that kick, immediately I was sitting with Danny Breslauer, uh, who graciously hosted me on the other side of the field. Um, what was that life was, like? What was that nice bougie life like for you? Was that First nice? of all, that – it's like the same seats that I have across the way. Oh, so let's okay. not make him out to be better than, than I am. Um, <laughs> the, the, he, Did he take you to the audio club, uh, audio club, though? Hold on. 
No, I did not. I didn't. I didn't get that oh, treatment. He's geez. a liar. He cares. He was like all into it football wise. Like he was on his feet, like that guy waving the crowd to stand up. Like don't don't ever let him tell you on the on the Scarlet Spotlight podcast that he's all about basketball. That dude cared way more about that outcome of that football game than I have in like the last three years. How many how many times? Just I don't know if you can. I guess an estimate. How many times during the fourth quarter did he stand up and yell? Let's go! Our house! Uh, easily seven to eight. <laughs> I mean, that's probably an understatement, too. But anyway, going back to that point, at 24-17, I turned to Danny and I was like, I, I'm going for the onside kick here. Uh, and the reason why I was saying that was because, if you remember, on the previous defensive possession, when it was the fourth down play, when it was 24-14, and you thought that Indiana was going to kick a field goal, um, and they wound up not doing it. Remember, Chris Ash burned his second timeout with about two seconds left on the play clock. Um, and now they did wind up getting the interception on the play after. But losing that timeout was really critical at that stage in the game because you were down two scores. And after you made it 24-17, all my point kind of was, well, go kick the onside kick. The worst that happens right there is Indiana gets the ball back on, like, the Rutgers – you know, 45-yard line, they're way closer to field goal range. Yes, they can put the game out of reach, but they still got to get a first down, and you only have one timeout at that point. Anyway, I was just all in on doing the one play that gets you the ball back quickest with a freshman quarterback. You want the ball back with about three minutes to go and a timeout. All right, first of all, Adam, you've got something beeping. I don't know what it is. But yeah, something it's, is... It's, my, it's my laptop, and I hope it doesn't explode on me. So I'm trying okay. to figure out what the hell the All right, well, good, right good luck with that. I, I didn't know if you knew that was coming over, but it was. You... you... Anyone to, who, there's probably people who are listening who are like breaching for oh, their I, phones. I, I, oh, never mind. It was it was the it was the it was the plug uh, that like by my laptop just battery wise. Okay. I tried to cover it like do that tactfully text them about it. Yeah, like, now yeah, you're like not scared. There, of there, the are call pe- now. there are people listening who are like, what the what what is that beep? Like what the shit is that? Like we I, I want to know what that is. Like instead the, of dropping the f bomb, you decided to just say what the shit. is. I did. Yeah. yeah okay. That's well, I want to you know it's a, it's a little bit uh, more appropriate. Uh, but All right, I, so Max, what, go, I, go ahead. I vehemently disagree with Adam. Um, ve- vehemently strong. But Indiana got the ball. That, that touchdown for Rucker, or the field goal, was with 3.52 uh, left in the game. Rucker still had two timeouts. They had shut no, them. No, one. They had one. They had one. They had one. Sorry, they had one timeout. Uh, Rutgers had shut them down the entire second half. Uh, Indiana, you know, punt, punt, fumble, interception. Were the four drives Indiana had in the second half to that point. Rutgers had stopped them. The defense has done a good job. There's a lot of time left, and I think the problem with the onside kick there is you're not that you're not likely to get it. You're going to give what a twenty percent shot of getting it. I don't know what the exact numbers are. You don't get it. Indiana's got the ball at the fifty. Best case scenario, you're getting the ball back with one fifty left, no timeouts, and you're saying, "Hey, Art, go ninety yards and win us the game." And and your and your and your best case scenario, you were thinking was get the, the ball back. Like there's a thirty-five yard difference, which I agree with. They got the like, spot. They, I mean, they got the stop. They stopped Indiana. They just jumped on fourth and fourth and inches. Well, they got the I know, stop. That, like that, but to me, that's like semantics. They didn't get the stop. Like at the end of the day, they did not get the ball back. Just like don't that, jump offside. I completely agree. I'm not arguing like how they didn't get the ball back. I'm just saying is you can't. That's not factually correct to say they stopped them. Like the fourth down play didn't happen. Okay. They jumped offside. Indiana kept the ball. And I get it. it. It sounds like I'm saying play the result of it. I'm saying is my instinct was before any of the drives happened, I was going with that play because I like the kind of aggressive play. Now, 
The other end, too, that doesn't maybe fully support my stance is the Indiana side of things. Like, they went aggressive on two instances. 24-14, he goes for the fourth down, and he doesn't go and kick the field goal. Interception. Fourth down, fourth and one inside his own territory, and he gets Rutgers to jump. That Like, that's a coach who made up his mind and was like, this is how I think the best yeah. way to win football games is. And now sometimes that doesn't work when you think you make when we can criticize his decisions. But the result, they got the result that they wanted. So, again, if Chris Ash's philosophy, which it has been for the most part, has been more conservative and punt, go punt, by punt, the, punt, the book. Punt, punt, right. punt, punt, punt. Right. I mean, this is and all the same vein, right? Like all, all his punts on fourth down but, and other territory. Like he plays he plays for the spread and also like as if the wins no, matter. No, not the spread like he's that. betting on. I mean like the, the what the final score is gonna be. And no, so, he doesn't do that either. You don't think so? Like it's not to minimize no. you know what the final difference can be. Like to me it's conservative oh, in a way that's defeating. I that's generally really agree, I generally agree with you, Adam. That Michigan game last year was to we can, whatever I don't want to relitigate the Michigan game last season where it seemed like they were playing to only lose by 21 but in this game well wait a minute he did go for it on a fourth and one at his own 29 which was yes and, which is so weird okay, right so that's many, the one but, time but it's so weird I, I, I want to talk about that decision too because it was so weird like we see him fourth and three at the opponent's 40 punt fourth and five the opponent's 32 punt punt and then fourth and one on this, like, and, and it worked out. But it was so—is it because he's feeling a little pressure year three? Yeah, they're not. I, I like, think right? so. I don't. I, 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 think, I don't like that as a coaching philosophy. By the I, way, you change it based on on that kind of thing where you're like. Yeah, no, I'm with I'm with Max on that. That goes back to my point about the Indiana coach. Like he, he his philosophy has been aggressive, aggressive, aggressive throughout the game. I'm with Max where it's not the greatest sign that you adjust your philosophy based on how much pressure you're feeling outside of the actual but field. It's so weird. But like, that, that would be completely in line with Rutgers' general philosophy, which is always being responsive to the latest public relations cleanup mess they have to do, right? <laughs> like, that's that's how you know he's the Rutgers coach, when he's only responsive to how much heat he's getting. But it's, but it's so weird. I mean, fourth and one at their own 29. Even me, who I'm just like, go for it, score a touchdown, go for two every time, I'm that guy. But fourth and one on your own 29, like, I, even I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa there, Chris, like, back off. Uh, I just thought that, like, it was nice to see them be aggressive and go for it. But I, you know, that's like the kid who's, he's afraid to go on any roller coaster and his first roller coaster ever is like, I don't know, Batman the ride. I still have Batman at six flags. It's like I me, know. I hate roller coasters. And then I went skydiving all of a sudden. Right. And it's like, it's what like the hell are you, this is so out of whoa, line. Whoa, whoa there, why don't you try, why don't you try, you know, maybe the, the Himalaya um, you know, tilt the world. Maybe you try something a little lower before you just go off the highest roller coaster. Okay. Well, look, I, I, we can we can go along for a, a long time on this. I, I want to change uh, subjects quickly, if I could. Sure, go ahead. If you don't mind, uh, instead of you know your beef that you had that will probably extend for a few more weeks in some way or another on the text chain, I want to move uh, to who Adam's at uh, angry at this week. That's and it's not Max. Like who who's on your mind that you're pissed at this week, Adam? Yeah, it's not. It, this is more like a suggestion and half angry with. But and and uh, the caveat being is when you are uh, have a really bad product on the field. This happens a lot. But when you're sitting in like a college football game nowadays, mm-hmm. a these games take so freaking long. It just becomes torture to watch sometimes. Um, 
in-stadium entertainment to me has it's been like awful like the entertainment environment has been really bad for Rutgers football games again mainly because of the play on the field but every time there is a timeout now which again an issue with tv every five seconds it feels like there's a tv timeout like do we really need to honor like some 77 year old Rutgers professor (laughs) wow this this is ages okay so of all the things some, you're going to gripe about, it's like honoring nice people that aren't athletes, and so we're not in our usual. Yeah, like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't care about them as a the football fan at that point. Like, I'm, I'm not afraid to be like, I'm there for entertainment. I don't need to see insignificant people be honored. <laughs> oh, other Jesus. time out. Oh my god. No, I, I think okay. I'm, it's kind so of, I'm with Adam. Do that's all of that stuff at halftime, right? Where there's right. where there are families and then the people who care will watch and Adam will go to the bathroom or will contemplate leaving the game, right? Um, but during actual timeouts, yeah, you know, go, how about like the dogs with the frisbees? That's always cool. Um, you know, like one of those little obstacle courses that the kids run. Uh, they have or the you go play like a pump up video or something like it's it's like a big third down in the third quarter and because somebody wasted a timeout we now have a tv timeout and it's like all right and when this time we want to thank our partners at so-and-so for doing this and and like how about come on what about one of those like races you know like the scarlet the red helmet the black helmet the white helmet right one of those like video board they have like two knights racing it's always so stupid and then people are like two two yeah red go red and then you know they win and then nothing ever comes from it I don't know. There was a really cool. There was a really not cool, but whatever. There, there was a pretty good informational uh, uh, article done in Sports Illustrated, I think, a few weeks ago. With Texas this year, has pretty much changed up their entire in-game entertainment strategy to like focus on students and like fan like participation and like actually get a good atmosphere in games. Because a lot of people used to make fun of Texas. Basically, they were like the snotty people. Uh, who like thought they were too good to cheer and like their their hands were under their asses pretty much throughout the entire game and it was just quiet even though there was like eighty thousand people there and they they took away all these things that I'm mentioning like honoring people in between timeouts that slows down the you know everything that's going on and pretty much brings everything to a stop and instead they're like oh let's play like the latest fun song for students or let's show this awesome pump up video from when Texas was really good at football like. At some point, it's it, there. There has to be an entertainment aspect from it, and it, if the play on the field is bad, which it typically has been the last couple of years, like just entertain me somewhere else. Well, again, just stop honoring these people during the game. <laughs> the, the compromise, I'm with Max. Do it at halftime after the band does their thing, and let's move on. Otherwise, try and find ways to like engage your like. It was awesome. How it many was people? A fun have... Second half. You know what the irony of this is going to be, and I'm like, I'm projecting it 50 years out. Like, there's a non-zero chance that Adam is going to be honored in, like, 50 <laughs> years. Here's Adam Helfgott. Uh, he's been a devoted, you know, season ticket holder and tailgater for the last 67 years. I and I hope they boo the crap out of you. <laughs> I will take I will take a knee in protest while they are honored. At High Point Hologram Stadium or yeah. whatever can, can I make a, Can I make a point, though? Like, I know we actually, we hate usually having, like, or we don't want people from Rutgers program like on this podcast not that we can get them necessarily but we haven't made any effort to because like we don't want to but i feel like how much we talk about in-game and events operations and like the way that the team is marketed we should make an attempt to get whoever does that for ruckers like onto the podcast i'm sure they'll come on to uh you know the scarlet prop the podcast instead and get to speak you know without any you know 
any kind of criticism lobbied at what well, they're I saying. Don't, I don't want to sit here and well, grill like, the, 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 no, the but like, It's a good conversation. We keep talking about, like, this is what you can do to make the uh, the games more interesting. This is what you can do to attract <laughs> more fans. If, like, why, that should be a conversation we're having with whoever is responsible for it. If that. there's anything that I know that people who work who have jobs like to do is to hear people tell them how to do their jobs. A sports writer, a teacher, and a producer. I guess what would I call it? What would I Whoa, call you? No, 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 no. You're framing it wrong. It's three people who go to games and want to be entertained. Right? I guess that's funny. Like we are their customers. I think they have like a comment box for that. Yeah, whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure they'll go on another podcast and tell us how things are great and then it'll be all right, great. We'll move on. What about like a carnival before the game? We were talking before. I, you know, I, I said something any, about the, Him- the Himalaya, like the um, what are the like the tilt the whirl? You know those kinds I love of rides. The, the I'm Himalaya here for a bouncy house. It, I'm with Max. Do the Himalaya. If you don't throw up in game watching Rutgers, we'll <laughs> throw up before on the Himalaya. But it, like, so Nick Saban was bitching about this the other day. He said, like, I know it's a higher standard at Alabama. You know, the, the fans aren't as interested. They're not cheering loudly enough. But this is obviously a universal problem for college football programs. And I think for football uh, teams of any sort, right? Like, people just aren't as invested during games anymore. So you can't keep doing the same things because your audience's, uh, like, natural tendencies have just changed so much. So the program should change along with it. But from, so what Nick Saban was saying, in case you missed it, was that uh, for the Louisiana Lafayette game, I think it was Louisiana Lafayette, they played last Saturday, the student section was only half full. Right. And, and he said they were quiet. He said they were quiet. They were not cheering at the times they used to. Basically, he was saying that it seems like the fans are taking the Alabama team for granted, which sounds insane. Probably um, right. But they're, he's probably right. Like They're just excellent all the time. This year, their team, I think it's one of the greatest teams in college football history. They're, they're amazing. Um, that being said, Nick, Nicky, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going directly after him. Nicholas. If you want people to show up to your games, stop scheduling Louisiana Lafayette. Like, even at Rutgers during the Rutgers... Yeah, like, schedule hey, Rutgers instead. Uh, no, even at Rutgers when they, you know, those games against Morgan State and Howard, no one, like, the students weren't showing up to those games either. Like, I, I understand. It was 11 a.m. kick at Alabama. You're playing Louisiana Lafayette. You know the game's going to be over in the second quarter. I kind of understand why you're not necessarily but part into of, that game. I mean, part of it is, like, the inherent issue with football. It's boring. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, football games are, what's the stat? You know, there's actually 11 minutes of action. So you're there for three and a half hours. There's only 11 minutes of game action. And when Rutgers is playing, seven minutes of that is punting. Okay. So So, there's that. So, like, you have to do something to make the time in between interesting, right? And considering we all now live in an age where we are stimulated at every second of our day, at least I am. Whoa. (laughs) What are you you suggesting they do, phone. And Twitter, and sometimes Instagram, but definitely not Facebook anymore. So, like, you have to be responsive to that, don't you? Like, you almost, here's what I would do. I would turn the Jumbotron or the big screen or whatever the hell it's called into a second screen. Like, aside from replays, turn it into a second screen and try to entertain the crowd that way. Well, it's actually interesting. Um, At some of these bigger stadiums, I never use, um, like, Adam, how's the the signal, the, the cell signal at Rutgers games when it's crowded? Uh, it's not terrible. It's better than it used to be. Because I, I, I went to, I went to, I went to a game at Alabama, um, the LSU game, I think in 2015, and you couldn't like go on the internet. Yeah. That happens often. Right, because a hundred thousand people in a very short amount of space. So, so maybe, honestly, maybe that's part of the reason the students are, because these kids, 
I sound really old. These kids, like, we're addicted to our phones. They're a whole different level. They're just waiting for the Twitter to load, for the internet to load. Like, we're addicted to our phones. We're we're all 30 or around 30. We're addicted. These kids are like, it's like hardwired to their brain. See, we came from a time where we didn't always have the kind of stuff, so we're kind of on the fence. These kids, like, if you take away their connection to to the internet, like, they can't they can't function. So maybe these kids aren't going to the Alabama games because they can't Snapchat about it. That could be true. And that's a, like, but you have to figure that out, right? You have to have better Wi-Fi then. You have to figure out. No, all, you don't all, think so? All Nick Saban has to do is go and yell at the fans and, and, and tell them that he's ungrateful. Threaten to leave a little bit, ask for a raise. I don't know what he's doing. Okay, so but what he, about a program? They'll show up. They'll what, show up. what about a program, say, like a Rutgers, where 11-0 and seasons aren't the norm? Like, you have the same institutional problems. I don't think that the Wi-Fi is all that good or the Internet's all that good when you have 40,000 uh, get You want to get them to come? Get some uh, local, I don't know, local musician. To have, like, a battle of the bands before every game. I don't know. Like, I don't, know. I don't think in-game entertain. Here's the thing, right? Adam's going to go. If they just played, like, classical music during the breaks, Adam's going to go to the games. But Adam's telling you that he's annoyed with what they're but, doing. Uh, but, I, but it's not going to make him stop going to the games. And better in-game entertainment, while it be fun, I don't think it's going to get anyone to come back. People are going to come if the team is good. Like, if you're, just because you have dogs catching frisbees or whatever you want. There. That's what I want. Like, I'm going there. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch Rutgers lose. I know that. Just give me a fun time while I'm there. What do you want? What I, do you want at the game? What, what is it that you want? I told you. I, I want them to, like... I'm, you, I'm you just fine want, with just want to... a big screen that has Twitter on it? Like, what do you want? Yeah, actually, that would be great. <laughs> <You I'm>, have... <laughs> I, unlike Adam, I'm fine with them taking 20 seconds every, like... 25 minutes to honor some guy who did something for the university like 50 years ago. Aren't they going to run out of people to honor? It's like a, it's like a workplace people, where, people where everyone get older ha- and then they have new people but to I, honor. I feel like they honor so many people like Adam. They honor like over 100 people a season. It's not that much of an honor if that many people are getting it, I feel like. I, to me, I, I thought we were just going to talk about this to make the joke because Saban was talking about Tua and like Hawaiian people that are supporting him. Like I think the question wasn't about student participation Saban just of course did his own thing and answered however he wanted to but like he was asked like is there more Hawaiian support for Tua and I just thought Mike was gonna make the joke that like Saban needs to get laid and like that's we were gonna move on from there I mean I was just gonna say that he doesn't seem Tua happy with his fans but oh see that's not a bad pun I I don't mind the Tua pun that's not that bad yeah Um, I don't I guess I no, I no one is here for my, like, let's completely change the in-game operations and events stuff. But I, like, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a one or the other. Like, I think there's a lot of steps that can be, like, taken. I don't think it's that, like, difficult to do. A, like, let for example, let's just focus on Rutgers because people listening probably care for the most part about that. Um, game day atmosphere is important. I would, again, when we were in school after you guys graduated and, like, the year or two after with me still there – uh, tailgating scene was awesome for students. That has completely gone away. There's no actual real place for them to have like their own area to make a mess, be a disaster, be college students, and like take advantage of the tailgating scene. Like I would go and fix that. That gets people around the stadium. Well, that they try get that. You in the stadium to a certain amount of time. Yeah, no, but but you can find again. You can find ways around it. I'm just saying that's part A for me in terms of like student involvement. If you get too Bush, the, the goal is again Rutgers is weird because the way the campuses are built, like. The first step is getting them actually to Bush. So, to me, find a tailgating thing for them to do. That gets students there. Then, in game, as Max said, like you got to be a little bit better and you got to have a big feel environment. Sometimes, again, if Rutgers is going to continue to stink, you're going to have noon games. Like that alone zaps some energy. As, Ma- as much as I agree with Max that noon games are awesome to a certain extent, 
from a environment standpoint, they stink. Like it, it it's not great environment. But if the team so was good, be it would that be, way. The, the environment would be better. It, yeah. Like it would just, be I, at I, some point. I, some I figured point. out how to fix it. A trail of beers from every campus to the stadium. A trail of beers. Just just like Goldilocks style. <laughs> just one beer every 10 feet, or like 10 beers every 10 feet for, you know, more fans to come by. They'll follow the beers to the stadium. That's how you get the students Follow there. the beers to the stadium. I like that. And, I'm a problem solver. There you go. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with that too. But again, fi- fix that stuff. Fix the stuff pregame, in-game again. Just give me some more stuff entertainment-wise. Be better. And I think you're going to be fine. Like, it's not, you know, maybe we're past the days where like 100,000 people like are, like, are going to come to a football game. And that includes at like the big-time programs. Like, it, like, you could still have a fun environment with 30,000 people at, at like, at a game like MLS does that every week for like their games like yeah. and it's not it's not a hundred thousand people like again it's all kind of subjective in that stance but to me there's a way to make it a more entertaining product hey you know what I gotta say kind of bland I gotta say this for Rutgers fans and obviously the stadium was like half full on Saturday that place gets pretty loud even when there's only like 20,000 people oh yeah like it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive how loud it gets considering how few people are I figured I would give the fans that. Oh, they deserve it. Every fan that comes out deserves applause and deserves to be commended for it. What do you think of this idea? How about every fan that goes to the game, they get honored on the field? <laughs> <laughs> I think that would, that would make Adam's breaks even longer and more boring. How many seats does Rutgers Stadium have right now? 52,000. All right. Go in half. Go to 26,000 seats. But instead of the seats they have right now, replace it with 26,000 recliners. <laughs> And, repli- and replicate the in-home experience where you're just hanging out, watching on a big screen from your house. Those would get so nasty so quickly. Like, I don't know, those those like shiny leather ones? Can you oh. clean those? Oh, you, I mean, pe- you know what people would do to those things? Oh, I assume sit on them and then leave once the game is over, Max. <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what would they do to them, Max? <laughs> <There'd> be, <laughs> Yo, where's there'd, this going? I'm just saying, like, there'd be beer on them, people be throwing up on them, like, I don't know. Throwing up? Yeah. Huh? How often do people throw up at the games, period? Often? I don't okay. know. <laughs> that's, that's my invention. That's how you do it. You put, you're replacing 26,000 recliners, jack up the price a little bit, you get them into the stadium, replicate the in-home environment in the stadium. And you're going to completely rethink in-game events. And people are just going to fall asleep even more than they already do. That's fine. You still sell tickets. Um... All right, I think we're good on in-stadium entertainment. All right, right? Yeah, I think, I think we're good on that. Uh, we had we want to talk about beards, something about beards. Um, I didn't know Lovey Smith had a beard. Oh, it's great. Um, I just looked it up. It looks good. That's it. I mean, I, I, I don't talking, know. It's a good I beard. I was talking beards. Uh, yeah, we're talking <laughs> beards. Lovey Smith has a beard. He's the he's the head coach <laughs> at Illinois. For those of you who didn't know, I'm guessing at least one person right now is finding out that Lovey Smith is the head coach <laughs> at Illinois um, from our podcast because it's easy to forget. Yeah. That Lovey Smith is the head coach at Illinois. I will say this about Lovey Smith's beard, though. As someone who frequently grows out a beard, um, I don't know if my beard went white all of a sudden, you know, grayish white, like that's the color of his beard. I don't think I would grow it out as thickly and as like as as excitedly as he has. He looks good. I mean, he, he looks, looks good. good it's, for him. It's, it's, I'm it's just a nice. I feel like beard. I would start shaving every day. If it was gray, it would, yeah. you, but you'd be distinguished. I don't. Do you grow? Do you grow a beard out of fashion, or do you grow a beard out of laziness? That's what, like I, when I grow. I grow a beard Both? often. It's usually laziness. I just don't feel like shaving. Um, I mean, I think I look good with a beard, so I, I grow it out. Pisses off my wife. I, I grow it out for that reason too. I always like. <laughs> would you, Would you rather uh, basically have to shave 
like every day or other that. day or never have to shave and have like a baby face forever. Oh, that would be bad. Yeah, that's, that's a hard that's a hard decision. Oh, I, I got to shave every day. Yeah, that's every bad. other every, every other, other every day. Other. I guess I would rather shave every other day. I'm so bad at routines like that. Yeah. I, I just I don't know if I could do that. But like not being able to grow facial hair at all. That would be mm. that would just be bad. Could I grow? Can you give me like a mustache or something? Or is it no facial hair? You get a Raleigh fingers mustache. <laughs> no, we're gonna Photoshop that on you and tweet it out. I, I, I'm going it, again. The options are complete bait. Like you cannot grow like a whisker on you. Versus like every other day having to shave because it's so annoying. I can't imagine I, shaving every other. Oh, day. That that just seems uh, that seems <clears throat> awful. So you're going baby face? I think I'm going to go baby face. I, I just think after, like, can I can I change my mind, like, mid-life where I have the baby face and then I say, okay, I'll shave every day? Or if I, like, don't do this, I die. Like, what, what are the terms here? Well, I was about to say, <laughs> my other thought was, like, at what point at a certain age do you just not care about, like, your appearance anymore either? Like, are we just kind of concerned about it because, like, we kind of not fashion sense I mean, but, like, the look well, of it? Like, at, like, I'm, at 15, I'm, I'm you just like, I don't even care what I look like anymore? I would say that, like, I would say I guess that. I, it's a, the easy joke is here when you get married. Well, yeah, when you like find, you know, you guys are married. I'm with, you know, I've been with the same person for six years. Like, I, you get lazier, right? I would, just, I would, you can't give up. You know, yeah, like, I, Adam, you've given up. Like, you've completely That's given it. up. Yeah, you're married for like six weeks or whatever. No, been, I think, and the, you're like, I'm done. For- the thing you're for me that's me? like the tough part of it, like I'm a big, big fan of that like five o'clock shadow, but every other day shaving, like just to get to that point would be really excruciating and annoying. You know, like, no, no, I, I want to like, get back to the relevant conversation. Have you admitted that you've quit and your wife has to live with what you are now? Like that's it? You're, you're married? You're like, it's too expensive for you to break up with me? No, that was my <laughs> like, point is right now. I'm still, like, I'm still leveraging this marriage? No, I'm still all in on the appearances right now. I'm saying at what point, like, when I get oh, to Lovey Smith's age, am I really going to care that much about, like, that I can't grow facial hair? I mean, I, I think it should be, I think your wife should answer that question because she has to look at you. She doesn't have to look at you. Yeah, I think something's um, gone wrong in that case then. Um, I would just say that, like, I wouldn't say I've given up. I was Mike. You've known me, Adam. You've known me. I was, not say, as long I was as Mike. Saying, Mike, you know me better than Adam does. I would say you gave up five years ago. Right but now, you're trying again. But but I, it's I would, a weird time thing. I would say that you would like you used to. I would have gym shorts on, and most of the time they'd have like a mustard stain on. This is back yeah. in college, so like I didn't. And care. after college, yeah, a little bit after. I would say that I I went through a period where I cared more, but I don't think I I care more than I did in college, but not not really not really that much. No. I mean, um, aside from the teeth, I'll take I'll take the baby face. I'm not shaving every other day. I'm not doing that. I'll shave. I, I can't do the baby face. That's just I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine life without facial hair. Uh, so we talked about beards. Um, a couple more things we wanted to get to. Does this week really matter for the perception at the end of the season, going two and ten versus going one and eleven? That's uh, one of the questions we had here. Um, uh, yes. Ah, one and eleven is really bad, and so is two and ten. But it's slightly less bad. I, I, I mean to, I mean to be the definitively worst uh, Big Ten team out there. Like uh, you don't want that on your record in year three, especially. Oh yeah, I mean it's important to think. I mean, I mean as far as a fan is concerned, are you going to be really jazzed up if they go two and ten instead of? A no, but at least you can say, okay, we're not the worst team in the Big Ten. So, so basically, we're going back to at least we're not Kansas, but now it's at least we're not Illinois. That's yeah, we're going yeah back exactly. To. Yeah, I, I this think is the level that, Rutgers is at. Yeah, it, 
it's weird in the sense that uh, again, one in 11, two in 10, there isn't a difference. Maybe to the fans, it is a little bit a, if you win the game a certain way this week. And again, if you're competitive in some capacity against any of the big guys, but like at the end of the day, they're probably not going to be. So if they get embarrassed, which we're probably expecting against Michigan, Michigan state, you know, all, you know, Penn state, um, like the recruiting aspect of it to me, it's like at the end of the season, Ash has got nothing probably anyway, whether it's one at 11, two and 10, like you're probably at that point talking to recruits that only have offers from like Buffalo army. Well, Navy, well, well hold Temple. on. I'll take Buffalo's recruits based on how that game uh, two weeks ago went. Give me sure, all the I, Buffalo recruits. Well, they also, they also lost the army. So I guess we can make the same thing that if you're dealing with our, give army me the army recruits, but I, I just don't know. Like the, the issue to me is bigger than two and a 10, one and 11, just a matter of wins and losses. I, I just don't know the way the schedule is set up at the end of the season. I think that at the end, this week really doesn't matter much. All right, but look, I guess like Mike's point again, I guess you don't want to be the, the worst team in the big 10. Look, well, let's get to it. Um, this is our favorite segment every week. We're going to tell you what the line is. Uh, so the, the line for this pooper bowl is <laughs> Illinois minus two at Rucker stadium. Uh, I mean, guys, like, well, we're three and two. We, uh, we do have to admit that we have to admit we lost last week. We weren't really strong yeah. in Indiana minus 17, but we took it. Um, We've gone one and oh three times. Indiana would have won by more than 17 if they kept throwing the ball in the second half, but they didn't. Uh, and so Rutgers covered plus 17. Uh, we were just off on that one. We were wrong. I, I we weren't up. strong on it. We were strong on I, I said bet the house on Buffalo minus six, and I'm clinging to that for the rest of the year. I, I do want to make this note because I like to use it every week. Uh, Rutgers 107 in the football outsiders rankings. And Illinois 103. So these are two truly awful football teams. But but somehow no longer the two worst Big Five teams. Who's worse? Tennessee at 109, which could have had Shiano, you know, and Oregon State at 112. All right, at least we're not 0 and 4 Oregon State. At least we're not Oregon State. That's the new calling card. That's what Chris Ash should lead with. At least at his next, next press conference. All right, so 0 and 2. I mean, they're two point dogs. At home uh, to crappy Illinois. I mean, like, what do you do with it? Like, if it, if this was some kind of situation where we didn't have to, have to make a decision, I feel like it would be a stay away. Like, I just would not want to bet on this game. Like, have an opinion whatsoever. I, I don't know, but I, I would. So I'm going to be honest. I don't know dick about Illinois. Like, I I, I didn't watch the Illinois game. I couldn't watch the Illinois game you last put year. Yourself through it. I could not. I, I I had I had other stuff to do. I didn't watch their game against Penn State on that Friday night last uh, a couple weeks ago. Illinois was in the game. It was 28-24 Penn State going into the fourth, and I think Penn State hung 35 in the fourth. I don't know anything about Illinois. Uh, I did see. I saw the like some of the highlights from last year's game. Rutgers does match up pretty well with them, um, or at least they did last year, because Illinois is really bad at stopping the run, and Rutgers was able to run all over them. I think Rashino completed like eight passes in the win over Illinois last year. Rutgers won uh, that game at Illinois, uh, the only road win in, in the Chris Ash era. Um, I don't really have a good feel for this game. I don't know anything about Illinois. I think I'd go with Rutgers plus two, because if you've got two equally awful teams, I guess take the home team, right? I, I, I really I don't have a good grasp on this game at all. I do think that no matter what happens, it will be a truly bad game to watch. That that is the one prediction I will give is that this will not be um, a well played football game on either side. 
Adam, you got All anything right. lightning uh, to say? So, Max, you're you're going, you're taking Rutgers. I'm taking Rutgers, but I'm not putting a lot on it. Okay, I'm also going to take uh, Rutgers this week. Uh, I think that what we saw from the offense was somewhat encouraging against a really bad team in Indiana, and you're facing an even worse team this week. So, um, and again, as Max noted too. Rutgers should be able to run the ball a little bit more successful this week. It all, to me, thinks that scoring won't be a huge issue. The The biggest concern, again, is I couldn't stand, and I get it, it's because I like the personnel, but it's so easy to pick apart Rutgers passing-wise when they drop into that soft zone and the front four has, like, no rush. So that would be my only concern early on if Illinois could score some points um, and make this, like, a come-from-behind thing. But I'm, I'm taking Rutgers. I w- I w- again, I wouldn't feel good about it. Both these teams are very bad. That I know. I mean, Lovey Smith took the Bears to a Super Bowl. He did, that's right. With well, Rex I, I would say Rex Grossman took Lovey Smith to a Super Bowl. <laughs> that's, that's about my analysis. Like, I don't know. I just I, I can't have the confidence that Art Sikowski can play competently for a second straight week. I can, but again, against another pretty bad, like a bad... The team, so maybe yeah. he can. Like it. I guess you're asking, can Illinois travel? Oh, we didn't mention this, but I forgot to mention this. Bo Melton is fast. Yeah. I did like for whatever reason, whatever routes he was running the the previous you know year and a half he was here. He, he I don't remember when the play was, but he burned a dude um, on Indiana. He was passed, and Sikowski, I think overthrew him a little bit. But Bo Melton is fast. I did not know he was that fast. So that's cool. All right, so here uh, I'm going to take Rutgers plus two and Rutgers money line. How about that? Put it down. Well, I, I think I think that swings us into the Rutgers plus two category I, I, for this I'll, week. I'll say this, Mike. All right. I would caution against that because Why's there are that? some people out there yeah. who may have taken the Penn State money line instead of Penn State plus three last week, uh-huh. and Penn State lost 37-36. Okay. I'm just saying you think at that point, oh, I'm going to take plus two, might as well take the no, money no, no. line. I'm, so I'm just saying that it can be a little risky when you do that. I'm so confident that Rutgers will win that – Illinois' shittiness will carry into New Jersey and prevent them from winning. Okay. I'm saying take the so, money. Okay. Out. I'm just saying, I'm just ca- saying yeah, yeah, that no, I get that's it. not good. I get if it. your logic was, well, I'm taking plus three, I might as well take the money line. That doesn't always work out. You can lose money. If, for instance, if you were someone, maybe me, maybe someone else, okay. who bet on Penn State money line and, instead of Penn and State. And I think this three. podcast already has a, um, a sordid history with Rutgers money line <laughs> this season. <laughs> <laughs> but F it. It's my, it's you're, my you're, turn. You're, Rutgers money line. Come on, come on. Buffalo minus six, please. I'm taking the Rutgers money line. Oh, yeah. At least I'm doing it against a shitty team. Like, (laughs) not one that's going to go to the, I don't know, Sugar Bowl or wherever Buffalo's going to go this year. Uh, They won't this year now that they lost a game. Who'd they lose to? Army, he just said it like 20 minutes ago. I wasn't Seriously? I wasn't listening. Mike doesn't listen. Hasn't for the decade that I've known him and doesn't now. I think think it's time to put a wrap on this. We somehow made it through 50 minutes. I'm going to put the flag down. This was our worst episode. Um, I'm, I think gonna, it, I'm gonna put it down. I don't know about that. I think we've done some good stuff leading up to this week, but I think there. Uh, I this think, is our Kansas game. I think there was some crap in here and some stuff that really wasn't that entertaining to listen to. But yeah. I would say we had some good stuff in here. I enjoyed my gratuitous shots at the other podcasts. Yeah, that no, that that was good. I, I thought we had some good stuff in here, but yeah, I would say you know with Adam, we can make excuses, but it might be among our worst. But I think there was some good stuff in here. Adam, you have a you have an opinion on this? No. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're going to go. Uh, for Adam, for Max. Hey, the players. I'm Mike. Mercifully, we'll see you next time.